I'm actually kind of quiet off stage. A lot of people don't realize that. I was at a dinner party recently. A bunch of people that I don't know. One guy talking plenty for everybody. And then me, myself, right? And then I, and then myself, right? Me, me. I couldn't tell this one about I because I was talking about myself. And then me, 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 me. Beware the me monster. So I tried to jump in with a little story. I don't want to just sit there the whole night. Right when I'm done with my story, this guy goes, that ain't nothing. Oh, well, didn't mean to waste everybody's time. Telling my nothing story. Here, let Marco Polo speak. He's back with tales of adventure. Nothing. Well, good morning, everyone. And yes, we are afraid of the me monster. And as we think about how we can be people who live free, right? This whole thing, we've been set free by God. Now, how can we live free? Hopefully, we have a sense that this isn't just all about me and how awesome I am and how God's so lucky to have me, right? Uh, but... Uh, as we look at this then today, as we're in Romans 12, 3 through 8, we know that we've been, you know, we've been transformed by God, by the renewing of our mind, that we don't want to be conformed to this world. We looked at that last week, and now we, we see how God is going to show us then, out of that transformation, how can we begin to live out the role that God has given us as part of his team. And the first thing, especially when we think of the, the me monster, the first thing he says is basically don't think so highly of yourself. Don't think that you're so awesome. So I encourage you, grab your Bibles. There's a Bible on the back of that seat in front of you. Turn to Romans 12. There's notes in the, in the bulletin. You can follow along with some of those as well. But let's look at Romans 12, 3. Uh, it says this, for through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. Okay, so we're not supposed to think too highly of ourselves, that we're all given the same measure in Christ. And it's kind of this, this sense like you can't make yourself more important than the love of God, the creator God of the universe, his love for you, the way he has set you free. You can't make yourself more important than he's already made you. God has, like, God has made you so valuable in his sight that where you're from or what you do or how obedient, you know, how many like stars you get on your obedience chart, right? Uh, so no matter how, like for, for all you kids, you know, so however many times you don't get in trouble, God's not loving you more. Or you're more on his team because of that, all right? That we, you know, we are valuable because God has made us valuable. And it's this whole thing he says that everyone's given this, this measure of faith, according to your measure of faith, right? And that's kind of a weird expression that it's one of those like, well, what does that really mean? Does that mean that 
that, you know, you've been given like a little bit of faith and your measure, and then you've been given like a little bit more, and then you're, like, you're really awesome, so you got a ton, right? But like, not you, not so much, okay? But, you know, like, what is God like allotting different measures of faith? Well, no, this is that we have all been given a measure of faith by God. It's just the sense of our basic Christian faith given equally by God. And so we all have that, okay? That our different gifts that we have all stem, they all come from this one common grace from God, given by God. And, and we'll see, you know, that there's differences, but this all comes from the same measure of faith. God didn't give you less and you more. You know, God is given to all as we think about uh, this passage of really kind of figuring out what's our role on the team. And so when we begin to understand our role, that we have a role on this team, we stop thinking that we're, you know, better than other people. We also hopefully will stop thinking that we're worse than other people. Because I would say that both arrogance and a lack of faith hinder the work of the kingdom of God. Okay, so if we think we're better, but also... You know, also, if we tend to say, like, oh, you know, God can't really use me. Like, who am I? You know, why would God want me? Like, that's, that's just as tragic as the arrogance. And so I want all of us to have that recognition that we shouldn't think too highly of ourselves, but maybe don't think too lowly of yourselves either. That it's not pride to step confidently, knowing that we are under the authority of the Father. God has called us and gifted us to serve him in certain ways. And so we step confidently because our confidence is in him, knowing that we've been given that measure of faith from him. And, you know, so it doesn't matter, like, whether you're the quarterback of the team or the punter on the team, right? Like, that, everybody has a role, and that's why it makes me mad a little bit of how there's like, no punters in the Hall of Fame in the NFL, you know? There's, like, they don't put punters in the Hall of Fame. And I'm like, then just don't have punters then. Like, there should be the best punter, right? So, like, put them in. And so that's that kind of thing, this recognition. There's not a recognition there that there's, you know, everybody has to play their role. Like, all the roles are valuable. They're just different roles. And that's really what we're going to look at today in this, the next part of this passage and really throughout this is that we are all different. And that's a good thing, right? We're different and that's good. We're supposed to be different because we're all on the same team. So let's read the next couple verses, uh, 12, 4 to 5. It says, For just as we have many members in one body, and all the members do not have the same function, So we, who are many, are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another. So when it says it's members, it's like your parts, okay? Like your body parts, like your arms and your nose and your ear, your legs, whatever. That's like what it means, not like membership, okay, in a club or something. But it's like, so there's one body, right? And then it has many parts, many members, but they're all part of one body. And it's this analogy, really, it's like, as we try to give analogies for things when we preach up here, it's like, Paul's given the analogy. The analogy is the body, okay? So we, in this room, the church, we are the body of Christ. We are a part, even, we are this local church, the local body of Christ here. All the believers in the world are part of the body of Christ, So we are here together living out being the body of Christ together. So we're like a human body, like you see up here, where it's got, it's got all these different parts. And all the different parts 
are necessary, whether we're an arm or a leg or a hand or a foot or a nose or an ear or an eye or a mouth, whatever part we are, we need all of those parts of the body functioning together, and it's good that they're different, right? So that's, that's the whole thing. That's this analogy that we are the body of Christ. Very familiar analogy, though. So when there's familiar analogies, I want to help kind of dig into that a little bit because most of the time when it's a familiar analogy, we sort of just pass over it and think we already understand it. So I have a different analogy, and uh, that is the analogy of Mr. Potato Head. Now, I need a volunteer, and that volunteer needs to be somewhere around six years old or in first grade. Now, you have to be willing to come up here and kind of hang out with me and talk to the people in the room, okay? So is there anyone willing to do that and whose parents are willing to put, you know, their lives on the line, you know, to have their kid be on stage with me up here? It uh, doesn't mean you have to be in first grade, but you could be near that somewhere. So raise your hand if you're willing to help. I got some props I'm going to bring up here too to help us. Um, all right, so do I got any volunteers? Anybody willing? Um, all right, why don't you come up, okay? Come on up. Yeah, you, blue dress. Come on up. <laughs> Grab a microphone. Give her a hand, everybody. Come on. All right. Okay, real loud. Tell us your name. Katie. All right, Katie. Come on over here. We're going we're gonna to play, all right? So why don't you, you can stay right here on this side. Uh, you can kneel down if you want. Uh, I know you're trying to be comfortable. You can stand right here as well if you'd like. Now, what I need you to do, okay, is I've got a big, check it out, i got all these Mr. Potato Head parts, okay? This is pretty awesome. Mr. Potato Heads. Oh, hi there. Um, so, um, we've got some more friends coming. Now, <laughs> okay, so check this out. Here's your, here's your starter potato. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to do a little potato head building ourselves, okay? So you've got this whole thing full of parts, all right? So why don't you start working on building a potato head, and I'll start working on building a potato head, okay? All right, let's see what we got going on here. All right, so, you know, feet are good, right? Right? Where you, you start with the feet, too? Oh, and you went straight bunny ear second, okay? All right, well, hey, while you're working on that, could I show you some that I've made already? What do you think of... Here, hold on, I forgot your microphone. But, you know, what do you think of this one? <laughs> Why is it crazy? I think it looks cool. Check it out. I mean, it's just arms and hands everywhere, right? It's just like, ah, you could grab anything, right? It just goes crazy. What, what's wrong with it? Too many hands. Too many hands? Okay, well, all right. Keep going. I got, let's see. Oh, gosh. And we got arms falling off, too. Uh, so, what do you think? What do you think about this one while you keep working? What is that even? I think it's a nose. Yeah, it's all noses. <laughs> What's? Do you like it? Um, it kind of looks like a clown's nose. <laughs> kind of looks like weird. a clown's nose. It's kind of weird, right? <laughs> do you think this would be? This is a nice potato head. Like, should I stand it up here for everyone to see? Oh, shoot! <laughs> I didn't really stand. <laughs> How'd that work? Um, it's. <laughs> Keep going. Come on. You're taking forever. <laughs> All right. What else you got in there? Come on. Oh, that's good. There you go. All right. Let's see if I got... I made some more. You want to see some more of mine? Sure. Okay. I like this one. <laughs> what do you think of this one? The blue eyes. Oh my. You like the blue eyes? Yeah, it's nice. No, it's just 
Oh my god. It just stands out. <laughs> <laughs> just stands out, yeah. This guy could see anywhere, right? Like, he could see what you're doing, no matter what. If you're in class, he'd be a good teacher, you know? Like, ha <laughs> Yeah. But same thing, right? Like, I don't know how that teacher would be able to, like, write on the chalkboard or stand. I don't know. It's just kind of disappointing. Here, I'll take this. You can finish here. Sorry. So, let's see what else we got here. <laughs> I like this one the best. <laughs> she got visibly frightened of the mouse guy. Okay, so you kind of get where I'm going with this? Yeah. Well, what do you think I'm trying to say? Do you think it's good if you're all one body part? No. Yeah, it's kind of a little bit, a little bit odd, right? And it's or terrifying. Or terrifying, <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right, thank you so much. I know I didn't really give you any time. I was really distracting. So what I thought I would do is I would give you this, and you can open it right now if you want. Okay. Pull it out. Show everyone what you got. There, you got your own potato head. Okay, so I know I was a little distracting. You can go play with your own potato head. Thank you. Let's give her a big round of applause. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right. So hopefully you understand where I'm going with this, right? Just that this is, it would be ridiculous if everyone was the same. If we were all the same, if we were all, let's say, teachers, we just have a bunch of people teaching, a bunch of people talking, nobody doing anything, no one's serving, no one's showing mercy, you know, and, and you've got this just crazy world where everyone's doing the same thing. And so when, when we think about this and we think about being part of a team, we have to remember that we all play, it's like on a sports team, we all play different positions and that's the only way to succeed, to be the greatest team in the world, uh, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Now, so... <laughs> That's where everybody's got to play a different part. Now imagine a baseball team. If everyone's a catcher, this is what it would look like. If everyone's a catcher, everyone's just like walking around like this, right? And that's a team that would not succeed if everyone is a catcher. And, you know, and, and that can go on and on. If everyone's a pitcher, nobody can hit. If everyone's a quarterback and not a receiver, nobody's going to catch the ball. And so there's this just... You see this when it comes to team and when it comes to Mr. Potato Head, that we need to be different. It's a good thing that we're all different, but we're all part of the same team. And we have this, this tendency, though, as people, and maybe especially as American people, and maybe especially as Orange County people, that we all have this tendency towards selfishness, to individualism, to where it's all about me, the me monster comes out, right? And so when we're only thinking about self and we're not considering the rest of the team, the team begins to fail. The team begins to break down. And so that sense of someone with a renewed mind recognizes that they have a role to play and that it's good that we are all different. And even when you think of, a lot of times there's this there's this divide between clergy and laity. Now, for you kids, it's like people who are pastors and people who aren't. And like a lot of times people think, have this whole thing like, oh, if you're a pastor or a missionary, like you're really following Jesus or you're, you know, really doing that. And I can't stand that, okay? It's the worst thing to think because everyone is playing their role on the team. We're all on the team. There is nothing that makes me as a pastor, it's like I, I see this play out when you'll be at some sort of group function and they'll be like, oh, Eric, why don't you pray? You're the pastor, you know? And I'm just like, 
I don't pray better than you, you know? Why don't you ask the guy that is, you know, living his life for, for God in the workplace and being a great, you know, husband to his wife and a father to his children and is, you know, like that guy should be praying. I'm not saying I'm not that, but okay. Uh, you know, I just want to get that sense, like break down that divide that we all have a role. Everyone has a different role to play and every one of them is equally important. The church is kind of like AYSO, okay? Everyone plays, like soccer, right? Like everyone plays. AYSO soccer, everyone plays is our theme when it comes to uh, the body of Christ, that we all need to play. And so I ask you then, when you consider the team of the body of Christ, do you celebrate or do you compare when you see other people succeeding or doing well? Like God is working through them in some way. When you see that, do you have that twinge of jealousy you know, or you're comparing and you're like, oh, God, why are you not doing that through me? Or are you celebrating what God is doing through different members of the team? That should be our heart, you know? And it's, it's again, like with a sports analogy, you've got football and you've got a wide receiver on, on this side of the field and he's, he's running down and, and he runs and he's got to work hard and he's got a role to play and even distracting other uh, defensive players. But then the person over on this side of the field runs catches the ball and scores a touchdown. You know, this person over here that didn't catch the ball has a role in the team. And they can look at that other person that scored and like be jealous or compare like, oh, why didn't I get to score? I think that happens a lot. But like people think that. But like what we should celebrate is the success of the team. And for us in the body of Christ, that's what we want to do. Really celebrating when God is working through any member of our team because that's God working through us. We all have a role to play in that. Uh, so remember, every, you know, everybody's different, and that's a good thing. God intended it to be that way. And then finally, just the, the last point for us is that since we're different, because we know we're different, we all need to participate and use our gifts. So I want to read through uh, Romans 12, 6 to 8. Verse 6 is on the screen, but we'll read through verse 8. It says, Since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, each of us is to exercise them accordingly. If prophecy, according to the proportion of his faith. If service, in his serving. Or he who teaches, in his teaching. Or he who exhorts, in his exhortation. He who gives with liberality. He who leads with diligence. He who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Okay, so we need everybody to participate. We need everybody on the team to play. Because if everybody's not playing, if everybody's not participating, the body won't be functioning as it should. It's like if I'm sleeping in my bed, and I'm sleeping in a way that my feet, both feet just totally fall asleep, right? And then I get up out of bed, and they're just feels like they're rocks, like there's just, you know, chunks of uh, concrete, except with needles shooting then into the rest of your body, and you just crumble, right? You just, you just fall down. Like, we need, like, parts of our body to be all functioning together. We can't just have one part not functioning with us. And so, for us, as the body of Christ together, we all are participating. We all are using our gifts and as we do then, it's like then the body is working properly. And uh, it's interesting, it's, 
It says, it's, it's kind of cool to see some of the way that Paul's even playing with language here a little bit. That he says, we all have different gifts. This, this Greek word charismata, right? But each one is the product of God's grace, charis, right? So I've given you charis, and so use the charismata out of that, right? That's like the basis of it. And again, it's that same thing of this equal measure of grace given to all believers, and that is what we're, we're living out of. And it's so good that we're diverse. It's so good that we're different. It's what makes us so, like, um, effective and rich and strong and, and all of that. And a couple passages even to look at related to that. First Peter 4.10 says, As each one has received a special gift, employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Again, that charis and charismata in that passage written by Peter, you know, kind of affirming the same message that we all are to use that gift. We've received a gift. Use it to serve one another out of that common grace that God has given it to all of us. And then even 1 Timothy 4.14 where it says, do not neglect the spiritual gift within you. Don't neglect it. God has given you a gift for a reason. And don't think that the gift that God has given you is less important or less worthy than the gift he's given someone else. And then neglect it because you think you don't like it or something. That God has gifted you. God has gifted every single one of you. But we got to use it, right? we got to use it and practice using that gift. Uh, and so I, I want us just to even then look through some of these different gifts that are listed here in uh in romans 12 and and some of these just pretty briefly as we go through this today is uh the first one prophecy according to the proportion of faith and this is simply speaking the words that god puts into your mouth prophecy is not fortune telling telling the future all that kind of thing that's not what we're talking about we're talking about speaking the words that god has given you to say and that's a spiritual gift to do that okay the next would be service. Service simply being the work that Christians do on behalf of others to the glory of God. This sense of serving one another. And this is the, the Greek word that kind of relates to, to deacons in the church as well. And so this spiritual gift could qualify one to serve as a deacon. But that even that role of deacon we see is more along the lines of serving Whereas then you'll see elder, kind of a different sort of role of overseeing while still being a servant leader. So, you know, that's just where leaders serve. But this is that spiritual gift of serving um, others. And then teaching. Teaching, simply passing on the truth of the gospel, right? Teaching is just passing on the truth. Teaching others about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so there's those who are gifted by God to do that. Uh, then exhortation. This is one that's like with the weird word, right? Where you're just, I don't really know. Like, I'm like, you, you hear people like, exhort you, brother. And you're like, okay, <laughs> whatever that means. And, you know, but I want to help us understand whatever that means. And so that can be translated as uh, either comforter or encourager. But what we see here kind of in this context really is like urging Christians to live out the truth of the gospel. Okay? So you're urging others to be living out the truth of, of what God's word says, what the, the story of Jesus is, to live that out. You're urging others to really live that out in their lives. So some people are gifted by God to do that, to be exhorting others in that way. Then giving, says giving with liberality. 
And so you have the, the gift of giving. Now, like, what does that mean with liberality? Is that just like giving a lot? Or what is, you know, like, uh, part of what this word can mean is it's uh, sort of more thoroughly translated. Not, not that it's not translated correctly, but as you kind of dig in, you can get a little bit more from it. And it's this sense of giving with a singleness of heart and intent. Okay? Giving with this, this focus and your heart is focused on what God wants you to be giving towards and towards his church and the building of the kingdom of God uh, outside of that as well. Um, and so then leading is the last one that's listed here in Romans 12. Leading with diligence. So that's that ministry work, that overseer, elder kind of work, leading, being a leader. And you want to do that with diligence. Now, these are the gifts that are listed here in Romans 12. There's some... Oh, that was not the last one. I'm sorry. Mercy is the last one. Uh, Showing mercy is the last one with cheerfulness. So it's just simply like performing acts of mercy to those who are in need, whether they're poor or sick or elderly, whatever that might be, the orphan, the widow, you know. And so that's where we can, you know, perform these acts of mercy. But when we do, Paul says, perform them with cheerfulness, okay? This happy sense, a cheerful heart of showing mercy to others. And so these are the gifts listed here. There's gifts that are listed in 1 Corinthians 12 and Ephesians 4. And I just, I want to encourage you to take some time. Like, read through this passage. Read through 1 Corinthians 12, especially, where really Paul's like able to kind of bring out. We're not doing this huge study on spiritual gifts today. But, like, you can do that study. I want to encourage you to do that. And it's interesting that that 1 Corinthians 12 is this other key passage on spiritual gifts. And Paul wrote the book of Romans while he was in Corinth, okay, which are the Corinthians, right? So he's in Corinth, and he's writing about spiritual gifts to the people in Rome. And, you know, maybe he was even seeing there's a lot of spiritual pride in Corinth kind of around the, the sign gifts, these are kind of more miraculous gifts, like that that, that was better, that those were better. And so Paul uh, wrote some about that to the people in Corinth, and he's talking some about it to the people in Rome as well. And so some other gifts that are included in 1 Corinthians 12 are things like administration, discernment, encouragement, evangelism, faith, hospitality, knowledge, shepherding, wisdom, these, these different sorts of, of gifts. And and, and so all of that, all of that to say, it's good that we're different. And because we are, know, come to a, a process of discovering how God has gifted you and then use it. Okay? Use it. Don't be a spectator. Be a participant. You know, actually get in the game. So know your role, know your position, and then go get in the game and like live that out. That is what we are called to do. Like live it out. God has given you those gifts. So trust him and use what he's given you for furthering the kingdom of God. And so we have just a couple of next steps for you to think about. One is you can go to the, the Life Lab uh, 301, Core Life Lab 301, that's, that's called the How to Reach Life Lab. And through that, we have this whole process for you to discover your gifts, discover your passions, like what your, how your skills play into that, and how you can use those for God. So to check out the website at calvarylife.org and how you can find out, uh, you know, when that next one is. Another would just be to spend some time reading through this, Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, and pray through how is God, you know, working in you, and maybe how has God gifted you, and then begin to use those gifts. And, and another thing I would say, too, is just 
here's a way you can kind of begin to figure out your role in the team. Sometimes it's just, you could take something like the quarterly. Like the, we have this little thing that we'll have all the stuff that's going on at Calvary in June, July, August. And those are available as you walk out. Grab the quarterly, just kind of look through there. Like there's a serve day, there's VBS, there's some like student activities, there's some other things happening. Like how could I serve? How could I see like how God has gifted me and how can I use that? And what I'd really encourage you with, this is something that when I was a, uh, well, when I was in college, early college, and trying to figure out what am I going to do with my life sort of a thing, and I knew I wanted to serve God, but I didn't know how, my senior pastor at the time said, you know, it's kind of like you're walking around a pool. And you could be walking around the pool, and you're looking at the pool, and you're trying to decide, where do I want to jump in? You know, where's the right spot for me in the pool? Where's it going to be just right? You know, and you can just sit there and keep walking around and walking around, and, and you're looking, and you can just be walking around looking for forever. He said, you know what? Just where you are, jump. Just go. <laughs> and just go. And start serving. And then if, if that's a fit, great. If it's not, move over a little bit. Serve. You know, and just... Like, do it that way and begin to serve God. Don't get spiritually paralyzed because you're trying to do what God wants you to do. You know, serve. And God is going to show you what's the best spot for you to be serving him in. So that's the thing, okay? We're all on the same team. Let's do it. Let's do it together. And, and the thing, again, is that we're doing all of this out of God's grace upon us and God's gifting upon us because we've been set free. And so what we have the opportunity now to celebrate in is to celebrate in people's lives being set free. And the sto- their stories and this beautiful symbol that we're going to see through baptisms. So I'm going to pray for us, and we're just going to celebrate. We've got about 20 people getting baptized today, so it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, here, let's, let's pray together. Father God, we thank you for the way that you are working in our lives, Lord, that you have set us free. We want to live for you, and we want to live uh, out the role that you've given us. So I pray that you would continue to reveal that to us, but I also pray that you would embolden us just to step in and go for it, God, that we live out the role that, you, that we've been given. And pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.